This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. One that everybody wants, me. You're gonna acknowledge me. Alright, everybody, guys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the SmackDown Review with Mike and John. Right here on the WWE Podcast. As always, I'm one of the hosts here, Michael Ritter. You can find me on Twitter at Michael5Ritter and on Instagram at MichaelRitter5, also the host of the Football Function Podcast, available on all of your podcast platforms, whichever one you prefer, also available on Patreon if you prefer an ad-free experience, so go search the show, I promise you will enjoy it. Joining me on today's episode, obviously, my humble co-host here, John Carrasco, you can find him on Twitter at B-I-G-G underscore speaker, big speaker. John, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing pretty good, man. How you doing? Doing pretty good. I'm doing better than I was, you know, a couple of days ago, obviously. Uh, not really sure if you're wanting to get into it here. You know all about this, but I do kind of want to fill the listeners in to a little bit of what's going on here. Long story short, I'm doing this episode on steroids, technically. If you uh, want to get technical here now, obviously I'm not talking about, you know, the serious steroids. I mean, that's somewhat of a joking matter. But anyways, long story short. Back in September of 2018, I was actually playing flag football, and I hurt my foot. I thought it was a lot more serious than what it was, but I was able to, you know, just tough it out and not get it looked at or anything like that. Well, over time, I actually developed a bunion on my left foot, and I've kind of been dealing with that, and it's kind of been at like a standstill for like two years now, but I just so happened to buy a pair of work boots over the past like three weeks or so and i only wore them six times but the the boot itself actually hurt my bunion i guess and like kind of re-aggravated it and since then it's just been getting worse and worse every day so yesterday i had to go get like a steroid shot in my toe just to somewhat try to control the pain and like get the healing process kind of sped up don't worry it was from like a doctor you know an actual foot doctor and everything like that surgery is plan b so that's something that might happen there but i kind of just wanted to fill the listeners and you obviously i mean you Know that I've actually been dealing with that for a while now. You kind of hear me complain about it all the time. So the fact that it's actually somewhat neutralized now, that's what I was going to say is like a steroid shot is actually like it does wonders. Like I, I've heard of people doing it for like wrist injuries or like in like they have like a swollen wrist or something like that. They get a steroid shot. It just somewhat like neutralizes the pain. It wasn't cheap by any means. You know, it's not like just the back of a walgreens pharmacy or something like that this is the legit stuff and obviously getting a shot in your toe is not fun but glad that the pain's going away glad that it somewhat seems to be healing up because i mean that's something that obviously the listeners had no idea about but this has been something that ever since i've been doing this show i've kind of been dealing with it just so happened to get really worse over like the past month so glad that's handled but you asked how i'm doing so i had to kind of fill you in because over the past 24 hours it's been a pretty uh pretty crazy series of events Oh, I got you, man. Yeah, I know you've been uh, kind of going through it with that. So, I mean, it's good that you're getting it taken care of and everything. So, yeah, but, I mean, other than that, I know you asked kind of how I did, but I kind of jumped to how you were. But kind of jump into mine. I mean, I'm doing all right, man. I'm kind of going through, like, a little uh, bug at home with the kids and stuff like that. So that's definitely been kind of tough. But, yeah, it's it's good to get over here, you know, kind of get a break away from that and, you know, kind of relax and, you know, do what we do, you know. So, yeah, I'm here. 
Oh yeah, glad to uh glad to know that you can kind of get a little bit of an escape and definitely hope that that bug goes away. That's never fun, especially here where we are. It's snowing and stuff like that, really low temperatures right now. So getting sick is uh something that's pretty common, I guess you can say, but definitely don't want to see that happen, especially whenever you have to, you know, turn on your dad mode and kind of have to sit there and be a nurse at the same time. But anyways, we're going to go ahead and dive into this SmackDown here that aired on March the 11th, 2022 from Birmingham, Alabama. I always remember Birmingham as the city that I wake up in. You know, I mean, anytime that me and my roommate Caleb drive to Atlanta, which we've done three times, I usually sleep from Oklahoma City all the way to Birmingham. So I'll miss like three or four state capitals. I'll sleep for like eight hours. I mean, it's a, like a 16-hour drive. But I usually wake up in Birmingham and I'll finish the drive. So the fact that they were there always kind of reminds me of that. But anyways, just continuing their road to WrestleMania, and I feel like this was a damn good SmackDown start to finish. Like you kind of mentioned off air, it's one of those shows that delivered despite not having Roman Reigns, which is why I kind of like to point to the people who claim that SmackDown is only decent because of Roman Reigns. I know uh, Kyle from Baltimore on the mailbag is somebody who's referenced this many times. That Roman Reigns is really all SmackDown has. Well, he wasn't there tonight, and I feel like SmackDown was a pretty good episode just in terms of getting your star power out there, you know, at least with what you were working with. Brock Lesnar got an appearance, Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey both, you know, had their little feud, I guess you can say. One got the upper hand on the promo, one got the upper hand on the physical altercation, so a little bit of like a, they got even tonight. We'll see that kind of develop as weeks go on. But all in all, I just thought this was a pretty good episode, although the Big E thing, man, we'll talk about that once we get there. But shout out to Big E, definitely giving him some T's and P's, some you know, some positive thoughts over there because he did suffer a broken neck during that match. Kind of just want to get that out of the way because, man, that, that's scary right there. These are the injuries that end careers. I mean, every now and then you have your outlier, you know, Edge, Daniel Bryan, they kind of make their return. But look at Paige, look at many other people that have suffered neck injuries and just weren't able to continue their career, so – Definitely not something that you want to you want to see happen to a character like Biggie, who's not only popular but beloved amongst the locker room. You know, you, I've already seen so many wrestlers reach out on social media, kind of saying just you know how how much Biggie means to them, just as like not only as a coworker but as a friend. And Biggie made it. He tweeted a video out where he was literally more concerned with people like us. You know, he's more concerned with the fans, his his peers, wanting to make sure that they knew that he was all right. Literally admitting that, hey, I have a broken neck here. But he was still more concerned with other people, so definitely want to give a shout-out to Big E. And like I said, we'll talk about that uh, once we get there in the segment. But is there any questions, anything like that before we dive in here? Oh, no, man, I'm good. But, I mean, yeah, Big E, he, he's a tough guy, man. That landing that he landed, I guess you could say, it, it, it was just horrible, man. I, I, yeah, it just looked nasty. Scary, very scary, and we'll uh, we'll definitely get a little bit more into that. Here in just a little bit, but let's go ahead and dive in here with how the show started. Brock Lesnar's music, always going to draw ratings at the very beginning of the show. It's one of the best ways you could possibly start a show. When you talk about having a good show start to finish, starting it with Brock Lesnar is clearly a good way to go there. But we'll start it off here. Brock comes out. He claims that Roman Reigns changed the rules, and he says that nobody draws first blood on Brock Lesnar and lives to talk about it. And then he has the camera kind of zoom in. They pan into his, his scar there. You couldn't really see it from home because of the shadow from his hat. But um, I believe it. I mean, we saw the video package of him being busted open. So clearly there was some type of scar there, and he definitely pointed that out there. But he says that because of that, he no longer cares about like a WrestleMania contract. He doesn't care about the WWE championships. He actually throws it, nearly hits Pat McAfee, just throws it out of the ring. 
But he says that at this point, he only cares about blood, and he wants Roman Reigns' blood, and he calls him out. But Roman doesn't come out. Paul Heyman actually does, and he tells us that Roman Reigns is not here this evening. Obviously, the crowd's going to boo that, but Brock says that if what you're saying is true, Paul, and Roman Reigns isn't here, then who's going to protect you? Paul quickly realizes, yeah, I'm screwed here, takes off running. Brock Lesnar chases him backstage just absolutely demolishing innocent bystanders along the way and then paul Heyman climbs into a vehicle and gets away what do you think about this was this a pretty like electrifying way to start the show kind of had a little bit of a attitude era ruthless aggression era feel just kind of how it ended with like a backstage segment where people are just getting demolished yeah man this was great i mean exactly how you just said i mean i kind of felt like it like a little bit of history was in there but uh i kind of just feel like Brock, man, he's getting, like, so much better on the mic just by himself, you know, rather than, you know, how Paul Heyman was behind him and everything like that. So it's – it's the buildup is just great. I am kind of not on the side with, like, Roman not being there this time. You know, I wish he would have. You know, I mean, it, like you said, it was still a great promo and everything like that. But, you know, Roman kind of got to – he got to be there, man. He got to stick up and stuff like that. But, I mean, yeah. other than that, it was good to me. Yeah, I mean, on the road to WrestleMania, you definitely want to see your champion, you know, your top Mm -hmm. guy there at the show. But let's continue on here with the show. Backstage interview we get with Megan. I'm not really sure her last name, but we get her talking to Sheamus and Ridge Holland, who are standing there holding sledgehammers for some reason. But that reason, I guess, is because they're expecting a fight tonight. But Megan asks if that specifically is why they're carrying a sledgehammer, and they say no, and that the reason why is because that they have somebody who's more dangerous than five sledgehammers. That's why they are expecting a fight tonight. And then Pete Dunn walks up, but he's introduced as Butch. I say that's what his nickname is. Seamus even references. You guys might know him as something else, but we know him as his nickname, Butch. Hopefully this is just like a troll job. I mean, he doesn't really need a new name. Pete Dunn is established. He's made a name for himself with that character. I mean, he has a character in NXT. It's not like he came from like the Independence or something like that or like AEW. He's literally a WWE product with as Pete Dunn. Like, you don't have to change his name. People know who this guy is. If you watch NXT, or at least you've seen it over the past year or so, you know exactly who Pete Dunn is. He's been around for a while, NXT UK as well. So I didn't really like the whole Butch thing, but, I mean, I'm not going to even get into changing people's names. I feel like that's kind of like beating a dead horse at this point. There's really nothing you could do about it. But up next, we get the New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland match. What do you think about this other than the Big E stuff? I mean, other than that, man, yeah, I think it was pretty interesting. You know, uh, Kofi, he was definitely looking pretty strong and everything like that. That SOS uh, he landed was beautiful. I know you're not too, too familiar with that move, but if you go back and rewatch it, you'll notice it. It's a beautiful move. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. But, I mean, he, he just seemed like so much more, like, better, I guess you could say, just like a, a like a isolation-type match, I guess you could say, you know, because uh, Big E was out. But... I don't know, man. I mean, I kind of felt like it was kind of going in a good direction, you know, kind of like a trio type of deal, you know, maybe uh, King Woods coming back and stuff like that. But, I mean, now Big E's getting hurt. I mean, it kind of puts a damper on the whole thing. So I'm kind of, I don't know, up in the air about it right now. But, I mean, the match was good overall. Yeah, that's such a serious injury, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't really know, like – if it's even sunk in yet that Big E might be like sidelined for a pretty long time. Like this right. isn't something that she's just going to come back in a few weeks. Definitely missing WrestleMania. I mean, broken neck. So I guess we can kind of just break it down how it happens. I wrote down Big E takes a rough bump outside the ring. This is where he does that dive, the dive that he's done. 
where he lands or where like you know people talk about it all the time biggie's too big to be doing that type of move where he does a suicide dive through the ropes and he's gotten away with it i mean and, and i do want to be very clear here that's not where he injured his neck so i don't want people to kind of you know get on here and say well we told you like he that move was going to bite him in the ass eventually right like eventually doing it that's what's going to happen no this was a belly-to-belly suplex that was absolutely absolutely botched by ridge holland you can't do this if you like i mean I, I'd, I'd want this to make sense but what i'm trying to say is you can't do this move if you can't do this move you know like this is a very dangerous thing throwing a guy like biggie he landed literally on his neck like you know that that clip that we've seen of Trish Stratus and Lita main eventing Raw a long time ago where Lita literally lands on her neck like a scorpion kind of. She just absolutely gets bent up like bent backwards and she ends up winning that match and everybody's like, whoo, that was a close one. Well, this is kind of similar to that with like the opposite side of the coin where he actually got injured. You know, like it was such a scary thing. You were holding your breath hoping that he was going to get up, but the camera doesn't go to him again. It just doesn't show him. Biggie or I mean Kofi in the ring gets immediately pinned so he could end the match and then just gets beat down by – Pete Dunn after the match is over. Well, Butch, I guess, is what I should say. But, man, it was just tough that you knew they were just ending the match. The fact that they didn't show Big E again let me know, man, this is serious. He really is. And before SmackDown was even over, he was already on social media saying that they tell me that they're telling me I have a broken neck. So definitely a little bit of takes the wind out of your sails. You know, it's a bit deflating to, to see an injury like that happen. Yeah, it definitely sucks, man. I mean, uh, just going back to like a couple episodes and stuff like that, it definitely seems like, like Ridge Holland, like he, he, he's not there like conditionally, you know, like he gets, uh, like winded real quick and stuff like that. Like if you look back at the, whenever they were beating up the ATV, like he was barely breaking it, you know, he's a big guy. He should be able to just smash that thing in half, you know, and it was taking him like so many swings to get, I don't know. It, 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 he just doesn't seem like he's performing like where he should, you know. Yeah, definitely. Just, you got to step it up. If you're going to get this type of like notoriety, if you're going to get these moments and, you know, this type of airtime and a spot with Big E, I mean, you literally just injured the guy. And I don't want to, you know, right, completely right. make this like a, we're crapping on Rich Hall. I mean, it was ac- it was an accident, clearly. Mm-hmm. He didn't go into this <clears> match <throat> wanting to do that, obviously. So, you know, we know that accidents happen. It's just the nature of this sport. People go on here and they say it's staged and all that good stuff. They don't want to watch it, but this is the the stuff that's real. I almost said a cuss word there, but this is what's real, and this is you know why it's uh, why it's dangerous and why these guys literally put their body on the line. And we saw Big E kind of pay the price for that tonight. But definitely shout out to him. Hopefully for a speedy recovery. We, I mean, I, I really just I hope that it's not the end. You know, it sucks. I don't want to speak it into existence, but man, neck injuries are so scary. And you just you really never know what's going to happen, and it probably hasn't even sunk into him yet exactly what he's going through. But definitely going to be trying to monitor that situation to kind of see what happens going forward. Yeah, like you said, man. Shout out to Big E, man. I definitely saw like big hopes from him and everything like that. So yeah, hopefully he recovers real quick, man. Yeah, I mean, just because he was getting booked the wrong way, this dude was still mm-hmm. on another level. Like I told yeah. you, whenever I went and watched SmackDown in person a few weeks ago. He was just absolutely like moving at a different speed. I feel like several tag team matches, you kind of see that happens whenever he gets the hot tag. He's just always the dude who brings the momentum, and he just kind of his presence is felt. And I do believe his absence is going to be felt as well. So, like I just said, speedy recovery for Big E. But up next, we get the video package Stone Cold Steve Austin, where he essentially accepts Kevin Owens' challenge, or I guess. His offer to join him for a KO show at WrestleMania. I'm extremely excited for this. Like I said, I'm going to be there. So I'll get to see Stone Cold Steve Austin in person for the very first time. Extremely excited about that. But 
I told you on Friday whenever this video dropped, or was it Friday a week ago? I'm not really sure yeah. exactly when it was. Or no, no, it couldn't have been Friday because no, today's Friday. Tuesday, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't Friday, but whenever it was, we saw the video of this, and I, and I kind of just told you, man, I was getting like chills on my arm, like my mm-hmm. my arm hairs were standing up because Stone Cold is able just to snap into that promo mode. You know, where he can just immediately snap back into and cut a promo better than some guys here on the main roster. Actually, a lot of people. And, man, I am all for this. I love Kevin Owens. I hate that he's dissing people from Texas, obviously, me and you being Texas residents. Mm -hmm. But you know what is what it is? He's going to get his WrestleMania in Dallas, and I'm definitely looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely ready for this. Like you said, man, that uh, video, whenever we had seen it, just brought, like, so much suspense, like, right then and there. Uh I want to say, Ashley, man, like we had like a little conversation on Twitter and everything like that. Shout out to her. But yeah, it, it was definitely like something cool to like see like somebody else from the other brand, you know, definitely kind of like still tuning in and stuff like that. So I don't know. Like you said, Kevin Owens, you know, I'm pretty high on him. I like him whenever he's on Raw and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely this in Texas, man. That's not something you want to do. You definitely brought out the rattlesnake, I guess you could say. Oh, yeah, most definitely. But. Let's continue this thing on here with a six-man tag match between Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders versus Jinder Mahal and the happy folks. Shanky was going to be a ringside, but after Drew McIntyre makes his entrance, he's awaiting his tag team partners and his opponents. They show on the Jumbotron that the Viking Raiders are being attacked by all four of those a-holes backstage. And uh, Drew McIntyre is about to go try to come to the rescue, but he's actually met by those same four guys, and it's now a four-on-one disadvantage for Drew. He's getting the hell beat out of him outside of the ring they eventually make their way inside of the ring and they're holding him down the other guys are while happy corbin tells drew that wrestlemania he's going to take his head off and then he tries to mock his claymore countdown but drew breaks free and wipes out gender madcap and shanky and then points at the wrestlemania sign with his sword you take anything away from this do you have anything to add to this segment I, I mean, it was pretty quick, man. I was, like, writing notes and everything like that, and he just jumped into, like, the Viking Raiders getting beat up in the back, and I was just like, dang, you know? I was kind of waiting for Drew to, like, you know, put a little bit more pep in his stuff to uh, run back there and get him. But, I mean, it kind of just evolved into what we needed to see, I guess you could say, you know, because, I don't know, I'm getting kind of tired of uh, Corbin, man. He's doing all this, you know, like taking advantage i guess you could say but whenever it's just him and drew he's always like running away you know so i'm ready for drew to definitely put a stomping on his face oh yeah i'm ready for drew to or should i say i'm ready for corbin to get his ass kicked without a doubt but the i will say i'll give credit where it's due and i do feel like corbin was on a he just seemed different tonight i don't know what it was just his presence he looked like Whenever him and Drew McIntyre had that little bit of a face-off, he kind of took his hat off, and it looked like he was going to have that one-on-one with him, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Jinder kind of grabbed his leg, and then clearly does the heel thing, runs up, takes advantage. Anytime you get a two-on-one and you're a heel, you're going to do it. That's what being a heel is all about. Right. And then just in the ring, just the aggressiveness, grabbing Drew's face, getting right up in there, yelling at him. He was about to hit him with that claymore. Well, it's not his fault that uh, Drew McIntyre broke free from three grown men holding him, you know? Like, so mm-hmm. he got away scot-free, and the other guys ended up getting their ass kicked. I showed you the video of Jinder getting absolutely destroyed by Drew McIntyre. I'm sure he's just glad that no chairs were broken out this time. So, um, yeah, didn't really take a whole lot away from this other than, I mean, they're making me a little bit excited for it. I will say this is mm-hmm. one of the, you know – the match with like the least amount amount of draw, I guess you can say, like out of the other matches on the WrestleMania card. This isn't the very bottom, but 
I'm, I'm more excited for like the KO show, you know, not even a match, just a, a segment that's going to be there than this match. So yeah. needless to say, they're doing a good job making me more interested the closer we get. And I think they're going to continue doing that as we get closer. Yeah, I can't say that Corbin's a brave motherfucker, man. I mean, cause yeah, he, he's just doing some crazy stuff. What three more weeks, man? Let's go. Three more weeks. That's all it is, huh? Yeah. You ready? I know you're ready to go out there. I'm ready. You know you're I'm ready. ready. It's uh, it's gonna be fun. It's definitely yeah, we gonna need be some fun. Inside recap, you know what I'm doesn't saying? Doesn't feel real, honestly. It doesn't just quite yet, but I better get mm-hmm. real because it's happening. Yeah, it's gonna kick in. I guarantee you that last week of work, you're gonna be ready to go. Oh my gosh, I just hope I can make <laughs> it there, man. Just gotta hope I can make it there. But anyways, things kind of pick up here on the show, right here. Ronda Rousey comes out. You one of your very favorites. I'm sure you're just popping at home, going crazy, weren't you? That was a big boo. Gosh, <laughs> All right. But anyways, <laughs> she comes out and she compares Charlotte's shot last week that she was taking. Obviously, she was trying to hit home that Ronda Rousey is a one-trick pony. She was trying to say that all you have is the armbar. That's all you have. Well, Ronda kind of debunked that really quickly. And she says that you you calling me out for that is like saying that Mike Tyson is a one-trick pony because he knocks people's faces off. Pretty much is like the example she used. And she says that while Charlotte Flair only sees one armbar, Ronda Rousey sees a thousand different ways to get to that armbar. And that at WrestleMania 38 in Dallas, she's going to make Charlotte Flair tap out again. And then Charlotte Flair comes out and then says that Ronda did not make her tap. And she actually blames her five-inch heels and her $5,000 outfit on why Ronda Rousey was able to take advantage of her last week. It's almost like she listened to the show, right, whenever I called her out for that Coming out in hills and making moves absolutely look terrible, not being able to sell. You'll notice at the very end of the show, whenever they have their little altercation, she wasn't wearing her her heels and all that stuff. It's funny how that works, right? You don't come out trying to dress like that. You're actually able to perform, but maybe that's just part of her character. She's little. She's literally showing up to those SmackDowns not prepared to take a bump, and then things maybe escalate or escalate. Sorry, I don't really know exactly, you know, the situation there, but. Either way, I'm not a fan of it. You know, if 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 you can't take a bump in five inch heels, don't take five or don't wear five inch heels. But anyways, Charlotte Flair also claims that at WrestleMania she is going to make Ronda Rousey tap, and then Ronda calls her out and says, "Why don't you just do it right now in Birmingham?" Obviously, the crowd pops, but then she says that she'll even give her time to take off her heels. Charlotte does the heel thing; she just leaves the ring. She tries to head backstage, where she is absolutely flooded. With you tapped out chance, always have a little bit of a soft spot in my heart for the you tapped out chance. One of my first WWE shows that I went to back when I was in the fourth grade in Canyon, Texas. Um, the main event there was the the event itself was called WrestleMania Revenge, and it was right after the famous WrestleMania 20. And they were here, and I saw Triple H go one on one with Chris Benoit. And we're me, my dad, everybody in the area with us. We're all chanting that you tapped out to Triple H because he did, in fact, tap out to Chris Benoit there at that WrestleMania 20. So the you tapped out chant always. Just if I hear that, it's like an alarm, a nostalgia button just clicks in my head, and I'm able to remember that. So I love having those moments in wrestling. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania going there because hopefully, you know, can end up getting more of those. But anyways. Like I said, she walks out to the You Tapped Out chance. Rhonda does get one more little verbal jab in. She says that Mania, she's either going home with her arm or she's going to make her tap out. And I'll just say really quickly here for all you gambling heads out there, whatever, put your money on Rhonda Rousey. Okay, I agree with that. I mean, definitely hard to side here. I mean, these two women are 
Not not my favorites. Definitely not my favorites. But if I had to choose, I'm going with Charlotte. I want her. I, I want her to beat Ronda's face in. You know, I don't know. It's just something I want to see. I just kind of feel like Ronda. She's not. She's not backing what she's actually saying. You know, this one trick pony and stuff like that. Because that's all she's saying is just this arm bar. You know, you got to kind of move away from them, just these little jab punches that you're doing. You know, she says that she's been doing a little bit more practicing rather than the mommy and stuff like that. So I don't know. Hopefully she brings a little bit something else. But, yeah, I definitely want to see Charlie beat her face in. You better watch it, Butter. We're going to have to have a rematch on Tuesday <laughs> after this, all right? Hey, man, I'm ready for that match whenever you're ready. One and one. I know I got my ass stomped just a while ago, but I'm ready. Hey, it, it was tough. I mean, I was under the giant. Just, just a quick little sidebar here. WWE 2K came out today, the day that we're recording. But me and John actually got it a few days ago because of the deluxe edition or whatever. We're nerds like that. So we've had a couple matches here. The first one was Randy Orton. John was Randy Orton. I was Goldberg. Now, this isn't just your typical old man Goldberg. He's in, he's in his WCW gear. He has an 88 overall, the same as Randy Orton. So he wanted to make it an even matchup, and John ended up getting a, the better of it. It was a five-star match, hell of a match. Good one, good one. But now we, you know, we had our rematch here tonight. I lucked into getting Andre the Giant. He had to be Tommaso Ciampa, and let's just say that um, it it went about how that match would actually go in real life if they actually had that match. But anyways, needless to say, one and one here, and we're looking forward to having that rubber match. Ahead, oh, I was just saying, I definitely got crapped on on that match. That was just a horrible random picking right there. I think I probably would have had a better chance with Montez Ford. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you probably would have honestly. But I honestly, when I saw that you weren't going with Karrion Cross, I was a little bit, uh, I was a little bit stunned there. Just because, just a little quick disclaimer: what we do is we'll do random three times, and you'll get to pick between those three superstars. So we like to, you know, mix it up a little bit, and that's kind of how we decide our wrestlers. But anyway, moving on here, back to the show. Continuing on here, you said that Ronda Rousey and Charlotte are not your favorite. Well, let's talk about somebody who, for the longest time, held that spot in my heart is my favorite women's wrestler, and that's Natty. Her and Shayna Baszler tag team against Sasha Banks and Naomi with Carmella and Zelina Vega at ringside. It's about as interesting as watching paint dry right there. But anyways, Sasha Banks is putting on a show here. That's one thing I highlighted. And Zelina kind of gets involved, and then Carmella gets involved by hopping up on the apron causing another distraction that ultimately leads to a victory for Sasha and Naomi. Is there anything you took from this one? It really wasn't that long of a match. I just wrote down that Sasha's gear was actually very nice. Oh, I actually kind of was interested in this one, man, because it's already, like, moving pretty fast with their new tag team. You know, they're already getting, like, new opponents and stuff like that. Of course, you got uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella sitting ringside, you know, just all trying to be pretty and stuff like that. But, of course, they get involved a little bit. I don't know, man. I just kind of wish it would have kept going on that road. But, I mean, of course it is, you know, long ways. But, I don't know. Just, I don't know. The Shayna Baszler, I think her and Natty was a good powerhouse team, you know. So, uh, <clears throat> Sasha, she definitely had a good a good spotlight in this uh, video or match. My bad. Sorry about that. But, yeah, I took I took some good highlights from this. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible by any means. Like I said, Sasha Banks definitely stood out to me. I thought she put on a hell of a show, but I don't know. Just it's anything involving those women's tag team belts just doesn't do it for me. They they need a complete like 
like what happened from NXT going to NXT 2.0, just getting like a, a shot in the arm. That's exactly what that women's tag team division needs because there is no division right now. I mean, if you're going to put Shayna Baszler and Natty as a team, then yeah, that's pretty cool. Sasha and Naomi, that's a nice tag team right there. But Sasha Banks is way better than a tag team. Like she, she deserves to be fighting for the top belt. So a little bit hard to wrap my mind around there, but you know, it is what it is. We will move on here whenever the Usos come out and they announce or they say that they're going to announce their WrestleMania plans. They do mention 236 days as the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Sure. Shout out to the Usos. Hell of a run there. I do feel like I just sense it. I feel like it's coming to an end, though, and I think it's probably going to happen in WrestleMania. They basically tell anybody who wants an opportunity, Adam, to come out. Rick Boogs and Tim Nakamura do just that, and then we get Rick Boogs versus Jay Uso, basically a match at Mania on the line here. And Boog shows off his pure strength by squatting and military pressing Jay Uso with ease. And then Boogs pins him with a Boogs cruise. Just pretty dominating victory by Rick Boogs here. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm with it. You know, definitely giving them some new opponents, too. So I don't know. I'm not with the uh, agreeing with you on them losing and stuff like that. I kind of you think they're like going to hold on to it, huh? Yeah, I think it's like hand in hand, you know, this bloodline stuff is definitely going in like good direction and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't I don't see them losing, but I don't know. Rick Boogs and Shinsuke, I mean, that's a good team right there. So, I mean, I'm definitely ready to see that. Yeah. I don't want to see any belts on Boogs and Nakamura. I, I really no. don't. We've seen the Intercontinental Championship. I just I don't want to see it. So if these guys are their opponents, then, yeah, you're right. They're, they're not losing it at Mania. But if there's some team that can kind of emerge – after Mania, and maybe we can get a little more spotlight on the tag team division, both Raw and SmackDown tag team mm-hmm. and the women's tag team division. Just get a little bit of a, of a fresh coat of paint or something. Like, we need something to happen there. Even if you got to take some single stars down, put them into some workshop, whatever tag team, and just, you know, keep that train rolling. But right now, it's hard to get motivated or even excited for any tag team match, really, honestly. I mean, the Usos, yeah, they're a legit tag team. I can get excited for, like, mm-hmm. them versus the Viking Raiders. I like that little program that was going on. That but was nice, yeah. other than that, like, especially the women's division, something absolutely needed to be done. But speaking of things being done that absolutely needed to be done, Austin Theory comes out here next. He tries to sit next to Pat McAfee awkwardly. And then tries to smack his headset off again, but this time it doesn't go as well for old Austin Theory. Pat McAfee gets up, beats the living piss out of him, sends him running away. They kind of have a little bit of a face-off. Pat does get escorted out by security. He doesn't get to call the main event match with Michael Cole. So possibly some, you know, maybe a suspension, some type of consequence happening here for Pat McAfee. I'm not really sure exactly, but I love seeing this. Pat was just laying some shots on him, slamming his head off the table, sending him running away. This was just absolutely money for me. Uh, what did you think about it? Oh, this was great, man. I was waiting for this to happen, you know, last week. I wish it would have happened, but I mean, it, I'm, I'm great or happy that it ha- happened now. You know, I'm not complaining about it because, yeah, Pat, he definitely, he, he was well in them, dude. It, it was definitely real believable for me. So I don't want you to say that it wasn't because he kind of be spoiling me sometimes. But yeah, I think this was freaking great. Oh, no, those are some stiff shots. They really were. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Because what is it? Austin Theory, like, like you could hear Pat McAfee say, like, he was like, well, I was going to try to be professional here and call the McAfee. Like, throws his pencil down and then he stands up. Clearly, they just have a little bit of a face off. Now, I told you last week, dude, I really hope we get pissed off Pat because that's just so much better. Like, we're going to get him 
actually trying to put on a show. I'm not sure if you saw the video that was on Twitter earlier today. It was like a six-minute video Pat McAfee posted of his like journey up to this point as far as like wrestling goes. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, go to my page. I retweeted it. It's absolutely amazing. Pat McAfee just – there's more than meets the eye with his little – you know, it's for wrestling, and you kind of see that here. So definitely not just you. Oh, yeah. Any oh, yeah. listener. At Michael Five Ritter, go find that tweet or just go to Pat McAfee at the Pat McAfee Show, whatever. Uh, you can find that tweet. Six-minute video, definitely worth it. Like I said, gives you a little bit of a background into Pat McAfee's journey here. I mean, it's definitely worth the watch. I promise you that. But let's go ahead and move on here uh, to the main event, Ricochet versus Sami Zayn, the Intercontinental Championship rematch. This was another banger, kind of similar to last week. They gave it some time, like a 10-minute match at least. Ricochet does win. With a 630 off the top rope to retain his championship. So, I mean, he's likely going into Mania with the Intercontinental Championship looking for a new opponent. Hopefully the title is going to be on the card, but we know where Sami Zayn's heading. Johnny Knoxville, their one-on-one match. Don't really know what's going to happen with the Intercontinental Championship. Do you have any preferences? Do you want something to happen to the IC title? Is there somebody that you have in the back of your mind that you're like, hmm, they match up well with Ricochet. Maybe they could be the next Intercontinental Champion. What do you think is maybe forecasted with that belt? Man, I haven't really put too much thought into it just because, like, like I, I like what's going on right now. You know, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, I know I know Johnny Knoxville is kind of involved and stuff like that, but it makes it funny. You know, it makes it because Sammy, like, if you're paying attention on social media, you know, he he's stressed out. Like, I don't know, like that message that he had uh, sent Johnny Knoxville where he was like laying in bed and stuff like that and going all crazy. You know, you're you're definitely stressing over that. You know, in Sammy's case. So I think it's great. But, yeah, like I said, I don't really see nobody for Ricochet at the moment. You know, I kind of wanted to uh, stay on this path, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I, the, the match was freaking great. You know, Ricochet, he definitely proved that, or he proved to Sammy that he's, you know, the person that's supposed to be holding this title for right now. So, I mean, I'm with it. See, I'm looking here at the SmackDown roster, and I have it all pulled up. And as far as like people who are, you know, possibly, you know, possibly going at this belt, I will say Butch or P. Dunn is officially on or listed on the SmackDown roster. So that's something to maybe keep an eye on there. But I, you know, I'm highlighting Madcap sure. Moss as somebody who I think has a shot here to possibly be somebody who could work with Ricochet as a heel, you know, to kind of bounce off of him. Maybe we can see that program going forward. Give Madcap a little bit of notoriety. I just feel like that might be a little bit of a good matchup there on paper, and it just makes sense for a program after Mania. Hmm, yeah, I can't really like just think off the top of my head. I mean, I should probably just pull it up like how you are as well, but I don't know. Like just just, just like thinking, you know, just like quick quick response. I just can't think of like somebody other than Sammy right now for me for me, you know, to be def- or at least in contention for this belt. Man, I really don't like it though that they hate they have it right here. Formerly Pete Dunn, like it's official. He's, his name is now Butch, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh my gosh, dude! Like, come on, I'm not trying to make it a big deal or anything like that, but it's just like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, this guy didn't need a, a name change. Like, he really <laughs> didn't. And it's just seeing it here, like actually on the roster, is just like laughable. But anyways. Let's see here. We thought this was how the show was going to end, Ricochet versus Sami Zayn, but actually we get one shot backstage of Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair brawling right there on a car. They're kind of beating the hell out of each other, throwing each other off of it. Charlotte Flair does get the better of it, though. She gets her on you know, on that car, kind of bends her spine backwards, does a little bit of like a Steiner recliner type move, 
but she has her fingers in her mouth. She's like stretching it open. I mean, she gets the better of Ronda in this one. I will say, like I said, Ronda gets the better of her on the mic. Charlotte definitely gets the better of her in this little altercation here. Yeah, it was definitely weird because, you know, usually you'd think like those roles would be switching now. But I mean, yeah, Charlotte, she definitely put a pound in on her and I was all for it. You know, like I said, Charlotte, she did her thing. So, I mean, yeah, definitely a good way to end the show. I agree. Well, speaking of ending the show, that does do it for us here. That's the SmackDown in its entirety. A good episode. Like we said, not a whole lot that we can complain about. Roman Reigns was not there, and they were still able to deliver a good show. So just go back and look at that. Anytime you're looking at SmackDown, whenever you're talking about like shows delivering, just remember that like their track record of shows that Roman Reigns isn't there, they usually do a pretty good job. And I definitely noticed that type of stuff. But is there anything you want to say, any shout-outs, any plugs you got to make before we officially sign off here? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, man, this show, I mean, let me use the big word that's kind of been going around. Stupendous. The show was stupendous, man. I liked it. Yeah, round of applause for this show. I mean, it was was freaking great, man. So I can't really complain about it at all. I agree. Pretty good show. That's really all you could ask for on the road to WrestleMania. If they're dropping, you know, lame shows and what the hell are they doing? They have storylines already in place. All they got to do is do their job. They have a week to book this stuff or at least the next show. They book they should be booking weeks and weeks in advance, but you know, we're not even going to get into that. But I do want to thank the listeners, obviously, the fans of the show, the listeners, the people who are involved in the WWE podcast community. I definitely want to thank you guys for tuning into the show to me and John. If this is your first time listening or if you're a weekly, weekly listener here, a regular listener, thank you so much for making this part of your weekly routine and hopefully you will continue to do that. These shows are just going to continue to come as we get closer to WrestleMania, ultimately be having the go home show, the final SmackDown before wrestlemania i'm looking forward to that episode but i mean got a little bit of time to go before we get there i want to give a quick shout out to matt all the other co-hosts here on the show obviously doing a hell of a job getting us through this road to wrestlemania because it's an important time and everybody's doing their part pulling their own way so shout out to everybody you love to see it but with all that being said walk passionately in the direction of your dreams enjoy your weekend and i'll talk to you soon Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash wwepodcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.